Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. Today, I'm joined by a wonderful guest, someone I have the pleasure of knowing personally. Her name is Clytie, and she's going to be sharing her entrepreneur journey with us. And we're also going to be discussing the topic of, is being an entrepreneur for everyone? I feel like this is a very relevant topic as over the last year or so, I've seen a lot of posts on social media, and it's been a topic of discussion about entrepreneurship, having multiple streams of income. Although having multiple streams of income doesn't always necessarily mean you need to start a business it could just be a matter of investing in a business that's already in operation investing in the stock market real estate there are so many various types of investments so today we're going to be speaking more about this so stay tuned and I hope that you enjoy today's show Hey, Clytie. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited for this conversation. I've really been looking forward to it because it's a topic I wanted to discuss. And I thought, who would be better to discuss this with than Miss Clytie Tamaniqua? Okay. <laughs> Actually, I don't know your new surname. So I'm just going to call you your maiden name. No, I still go by Tamaniqua. You do? Okay, perfect. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to those that are listening. Hi everyone, I am Clyte Tamaniqua. I go by Clyte Tammy because it's easier. <laughs> Tamaniqua is, more, is quite a mouthful. I am the owner of BQ London, which is a natural skincare company, and Melody Box, which is a subscription box for children under four. And I also have a podcast called Who Moved My Birkin? Perfect. So we have a serial entrepreneur with us today. She just yes, lo- she just did. she just loves it. She loves the entrepreneurship. She loves the stress. She loves everything that comes with it. She just loves it. Like she can't help herself. And I'm waiting for the third business because I know there's probably something else coming in maybe in 2022. I'm right. Let me not lie to you. Literally this weekend, I was talking to my husband and I was like, I have this idea. Well, the idea is old, but it's not a new idea. It's an mm-hmm. old idea. The idea came before, like, Melody Box, the subscription box. Um, uh, but I was supposed to partner with someone to do it. But we, I don't know what happened, but we didn't end up doing it. And then that's when I started Melody Box. And I was like, nah, this idea was such a good idea. And it's something that I have a passion for. So I think I'm going to do it. I just need to see when to do it. I just need the right time mm-hmm. for me to be like okay I think now is the time to start something else but yeah I, it's a it's a love and hate relationship I love it but I hate it I can see that see how did I know there was something else I just knew it <laughs> but you know what it's it's good it's good to always kind of be innovating yourself um, but of course it is hard to kind of stretch yourself so I can see why you have to think about when is going to be the best time to do it but it's exciting listen I'm waiting for that Forbes okay we might not have done the under 30 but under 40 there is hope and I believe you know what I, I, I've been having mixed feelings about that because really? I really, really yeah I've been I really wanted to be in Forbes 30 under 30 mm-hmm. and obviously I did make it um of my own reasons I just wasn't working hard enough but then lately I've been feeling like why do I need someone else's recognition for me to feel like I'm doing something Mm. do you know what I mean like I work every single day my mind is constantly working I can be on holiday I'm constantly working even if I'm not doing anything my mind I'm working I'm thinking of how I can do better I'm getting good reviews from my customers why do I need Forbes to tell me that I'm doing okay? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. it's one of those things that if you don't get that recognition, is it going to make you feel like you're not actually achieving your dreams and doing what you need to do? And it shouldn't. Because if you wait for people to give you that praise, that is the same people that will tear you down. Oh, 100%. It's funny, I was listening to a podcast the other day and someone was saying that it's funny because when you're just building something, a lot of the times the people that criticize what you're doing or they just don't think it's a good idea or it won't work, once you get that level of success that everybody thinks is great, they're like, oh, I knew you could do it. Oh, I I knew from the beginning. But it's like, weren't you that same person that was giving me criticism, that was putting me off, was telling me this, 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 and it's just so funny. But unfortunately, that's the reality. It is. Yeah. 
yeah. Yeah, the doubting Thomas just now wants to come in and say, you know, I knew everybody wants to come when you're getting the accolades, you know, when they're seeing things happening for you. It's unfortunate, but it is a part of the process, but we'll definitely touch back on that. So tell us about your journey. You know, um, one of the things I wanted to know is, have you always wanted to have your own business? You know what? It's, this is a very interesting question because as far back as I can remember, I have, right? And lately, it's quite interesting that you asked me to come and talk about this because lately I've been feeling like I wish there was a job that I could just have and love. Because mm. being an entrepreneur is very stressful. Oh, so I'm yes. like, I wish I can just have a job. Let me just work for someone else and be happy. But I've never had that. I've never felt fulfilled working for someone else. So that's why I brought my dad onto my podcast because I was like, I'm, you're the man that raised me and I need to know if you did this to me or <laughs> if you were just naturally in my brain, like, have I always been an entrepreneur or did my dad make me into an entrepreneur based on like the teachings and stuff like that? And what he said was he saw that I, I had an entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. So he watered that he grew that passion because he saw I was always trying to sell things I was always trying to build things I was always trying to start things he was like no I saw you as a young girl doing these things yeah so I had to try and encourage that spirit in you because I knew that you would not be happy if it was just a job like you like creating things you like starting things I was like okay fair enough so I think it has, yeah, it has always been something I wanted to do. I never had, I never had a dream job, but I always had like a dream, dream company or how I saw my company. Um, I think when I was in college or when I was in secondary school, I wanted to retire when I was 25. Okay, 25. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... I think I was probably 15. I was like, yeah, 15. Do you know what's so funny? 10 years when you're 15 sounds like a lot. Because I remember when I was about that age and I was like, yeah, by 21, I want to be married with my rich husband. (laughs) And those six years went by real quick. (laughs) And I was still single at that time. (laughs) And I was like, oh, wow, time flies. It really does, right? (laughs) But it's funny because 10 years seems like such a long time, but living it, it goes by very quickly. Yeah. Very, very quickly. Yeah. I mean, so look at 2020. It just went by like that. That's I'm telling you. And even this year, it's going by very, like we're coming to the end of April. Before you realize yeah. it, May's here. When it gets to May, just just know summer's coming and it then it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> just forget it. <laughs> So that's really interesting. I feel like for me, I can really relate to that too. Because from a young age, I've always been like, I want to have my own business. And I don't know where that came from. It was always just something very natural for me. So I'd always try to do things that I could get money from my parents. Like, oh, I'll do this for, or pay me. Like I was always, it doesn't, and my mom would always be like, it's not everything that you need to get money for it. But that was me. I'm like, pay me, I'll do it for you. <laughs> So I was always hustling and grinding, just trying to get my money up. So hearing you say that is really, really funny. And I do believe that for a lot of entrepreneurs, it starts from a young age. It's a very natural thing that kind of progresses. So tell us about your journey so far. So how did you start your first business? How did that come about? And what was it in doing? So my first business, I don't know if you actually know this, my first business was t-shirts. Really? Yeah, so this was at the boom of graphic tees. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a year when everyone was wearing like a graphic tee, and I was like, I really want to tap into that. I was what year was that roughly? I was 20, so Jesus, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to calculate now. (laughs) I think it was 2007, 2008. Okay, so I started a t shirt company which was called March Baby because I was in March so I called the March mm-hmm. baby mm-hmm. um had a whole bunch of designs got them made and everything else um I actually got into contact with one the head of sales of House of Fraser okay because I wanted like a concession in House of Fraser but um at that time I just used to give up very very quickly like I was like if I lose the motivation I'm like eh don't feel like doing it anymore yeah like literally I just, I just stopped like I can't tell you what happened I just stopped 
<laughs> and do you know what? That is very relatable for a lot of people. There are so many people I've seen them start like four businesses in one year. It's like beginning of the year, they've started this business. Three months later, oh, no, I'm not doing that one anymore. This is my new business. And it's like, bro, but you just had a new business. What's this one? <laughs> so I do feel like a lot of people do give up very easily. But I think sometimes you kind of have unrealistic expectations of what that first year will be like. And when it when it's not mixed, like, ah, oh, forget it. Yeah, it's not a good idea. Exactly. Which is yeah. not always the case. Okay, so from March Baby, what came next in terms of businesses for you? I think after March Baby, so that was like 2000, yeah, so about 2008. I don't think I did anything until I started Butter Queen in mm-hmm. 2013. Um, if I started something, trust me, it was probably just like you were saying, I started something today, tomorrow's gone. Like you, this, a, this is a quick hustle. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember it, right? So that's how much. Um, the reason why I started BK London or Butter Queen, as it was originally called, I love massages, right? Mm-hmm. Like, love them. Um, and pre-COVID, I was getting one like once every month. Nice. Like that might think I love them. And Jessica, um, my friend who I used to work with, mm-hmm. she gives the best massages ever. Right. So I said to Jess, why don't we open our own spa? I have the business acumen. You have the hands. Mm-hmm. Why don't we start our own spa? And she's like, oh, yeah, she was really on it. So I was like, okay, so what I'll do. I will study aromatherapy so that so that we can be insured because if you're not qualified you cannot be insured and you don't want the liability mm. so I said okay I'll study aromatherapy I get the qualification that way our spouse can be insured cool I finish um my course Jessica gets married she's just like eh don't really want to do that no more <laughs> forget that one sorry <laughs> I'm like yes like this is the plan what are you doing but obviously, I'm not going to hold her against it. You know, she decides to change her mind. It's fine. Um, and what I realized when I was doing the course is I did not like massaging people. Mm-hmm. Didn't like I it. believe that. I don't, I didn't like the touching of people that I'm I don't not know. Surprised. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem like your thing. It's too much nope. contact. <laughs> nope. Hated it. Uh, so I was like, okay, so how can I pivot? So during the study of aromatherapy, we learned a lot about the essential oils and the healing properties and what they're good for. So I said, okay, so I can make my own product. So I can start mm-hmm. making my own stuff. And I, I'm sure you were there when I was like thinking of names of what, I, what am I going to call it and stuff like that. And we were going through different names, different company names. So I decided on Butter Queen because I thought I want to be the queen of body butters. Mm-hmm. So that's where Butter Queen came from. Um, so I, that was in 2013. And then I quit my job. No, that was 2012. And I quit my job in 2013. because I was like, I want to be serious with this. Mm-hmm. And also, we know that place was very toxic. So, Oh, like, yeah. That could be a whole other podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> I <was> like, I'm <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm out. So, um, I got a part-time job whilst I was doing Butter Queen. Mm-hmm. And then that spirit of demotivation kicked in or distraction kicked in mm-hmm. and I think literally I was doing it for like a few months people were loving it people were buying so many people were buying it but um I decided to move out my mom's house mm-hmm. so when I decided to move out my mom's house I started concentrating on decorating furnishing my house and I was just like eh, I don't really want to make the body butters anymore so I kind of stopped so that's why I stopped but I've been left in a black back burner for like years and then in 2018, 2017, I gave birth uh, to my son and I didn't want to go back to work. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to do something because I don't want to go back to work. I need an excuse or I need a reason as to why I'm not going back into full-time work. Uh, like I said, I, I don't, I did not enjoy working for people. It, it's mm. painful for me. So I'm like, I don't want to go back to work. <laughs> so um, I was in Ghana. So my husband is just like, why don't you just do butter cream again? I was like, oh, I don't really want to do that, you know. And then I was in Ghana. And I just saw this mountain of shea butter. And it was almost like I fell in love again. Mm. And I was like, 
I'm racking my brains every night of what I should do when I genuinely love this. Yeah. Like I love making products. This is my thing. So that's when I was like, okay, fine. I'll call it BQ London because um, I don't know. I think I want to kind of reinvent it mm-hmm. from Butter Queen. So I was like, I'll call it BQ London. So that's when I came back in March 2018 with BQ London. And then last year, September, I decided to start Melody Box mm-hmm. because it's, it's an idea that I had for like a long time. But then I was yeah. thinking, I'm trying to build back BQ London so I can't start something new. So I decided to start Melody Box last year. And here we are. Very interesting. There's so many questions I have in between that. So let's go back to BQ London. So when you'd restarted it in 2018, were there any challenges that yeah. you kind of had getting back into the swing of, you know, selling your products and everything like that? So what I found when I went back was now there were so many natural brands. Mm-hmm. When I started in 2013, I was literally one of, I maybe that's why it did so well in 2013 when I started because there weren't that many people doing it. Yeah, that's true. And then 2018, it's just like, this natural skincare industry has kind of just boomed Mm. and there's so many brands out there now that you have to compete with so many brands are doing what I thought was special like I thought this was I'm doing this because I'm special that was the niche (laughs) (laughs) so now everyone seems to be doing this thing that is special so I'm like okay so how am I gonna stand out from this but for me it has always been about I don't want my brand to be a serious brand I want it to be a fun brand that gives results. Mm, so like that. that's why I have like funny names to my products. So that's why it's, you know, you have things like Marvin Gaye and, you know, say yes, you know, um, chocolate butter, that kind of thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to stick to the funness of it mm-hmm. because if I try to be serious, I will feel like I don't know myself or I don't know my brand. Mm. So that was definitely, yeah, I, I feel like it's still a thing because that's still popping up oh yeah they are definitely they are I'm seeing a lot more now there are many yeah but again it just shows that people aren't allowing the market being saturated to stop them from starting which I think Mm -hmm. is important Mm -hmm. because so many times you might have an idea you might be listening right now and you have an idea that's really good but then you think oh but there's already other people doing it but like you, you said, you know, you're doing it differently. You're using your personality. You're creating that fun identity in your brand. And I think that's one of the important parts. Because, yeah, there may be many people yeah. that are doing, like, fizzy drinks. There are so many types of fizzy drinks. Are people stopping to make fizzy? No, they're not. <laughs> they're still bringing things out or making counterfeit versions of Coca-Cola. <laughs> Do you know what <laughs> I mean? So, again, it's just about adding your own spin to it and just, just doing it, which is important. I agree. Okay, yeah. so I have a question for you. What would you say has been your biggest challenge or disappointment in your entrepreneur journey so far? Let me think. Yeah, this is a deep one. Because, <laughs> yeah. I think the biggest disappointment, it's not an isolated event, but I think the biggest disappointment as an entrepreneur when you put your effort and your time into building something and you see the vision right you always have the vision and you forget that your vision is only yours like no one else can see this vision oh yeah and you bring something out and you're like this is gonna bang this is gonna change people's lives like this is amazing they need this one (laughs) and then you get crickets Mm. and you're like "Uh uh-huh how how did this happen like this this is gonna bang Mm-hmm. this is supposed to bang like don't you guys see this but I think what I what I realized from that was the disappointment is not in the people not seeing how great it is it's in the marketing mm-hmm. if you don't have a way to show people how great it is how would they know that it's great I love that, that or if you're not trying really to reach quote. people I love that yeah or if I'm, not, I'm gonna need to go back and listen and write that people. down <laughs> I have no idea what I just said. No, honestly, it's it's really true. Because sometimes there's people, you have a great idea or you're running a business and what you're doing is amazing. Maybe your service is amazing, your product's amazing. 
But if there's not eyeballs on it, if nobody's seen what you're doing, nobody's going to buy, you know, or it's going to be those same people, your friends and your family, or maybe those people from work. So honestly, it's, let's be real. And honestly, it really just shows (laughs) that marketing is honestly so important. It really is. Especially in the big, once you get to that stage that everyone knows you're okay, it's still important, but it's not as, you know, significant in terms of you getting sales. But when nobody knows who you are, your marketing has to be on point. So let's go into that, actually. What were some of the things that you did to kind of market your brand to get people (laughs) seeing like, hello, BQ London is here. We're doing something amazing. How did you start? Because I've been seeing you on Facebook ads. I'd be seeing you popping up on my Instagram sometimes from time to time. But what sort of things have you been doing practically? Um, What I realized and I tried to ignore for a long time, I realized I can't ignore it, was influencer marketing. Mm hmm. I don't know why I was so against it. I, I, I can't tell you why I was against it. But maybe it's because I grew up in a time where we didn't have influencers. Yeah, it's so a I very, very new it. thing. Yeah, so I'm, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I was, I felt like Blockbuster. I was on the high street I, I selling DVDs when mm-hmm. people are on Netflix and Amazon Prime. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I know what you mean. <laughs> They're on Spotify. You're still on CDs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that is definitely one way that I definitely found that it worked. And I made that mistake in the beginning for BQ London, but I learned from that. So when I started Melody Box, that was one of the first things I did. So I had to look for my mummy influencers and mm-hmm. be like, hey, I need you to kind of promote this box. And you can see the difference between when you're running ads or when you're doing like organic social media posts or whatever, when you use influencers, it actually works. Mm-hmm. It works so much for me. It has worked so much more than any other type of advertising to wow. the point where now, now I don't run Facebook ads anymore or Instagram ads. Like I've stopped. Wow. Because I, I saw the difference between when I was paying for ads and the return I got from that. And when I actually don't pay for influencers or when I use oh, nice. influencers. Yeah, but that's, be- well, no, that's different. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> but you know what? I feel like for product-based businesses, like if I had a product-based business, I would definitely utilize influencer marketing because a lot of people that follow influencers, like even sometimes when I see the comments or them tagging, it's like, so-and-so made me buy this. It works. It does. It really yes. does. It does. does. And for now, there's no FCA or anything like that attached to it. So, <laughs> you know, it definitely yeah. does work. And a lot of people, when they're looking for inspiration of things to buy, they check out their favorite um, yeah. social media influencer or they're yeah. constantly checking out. Oh, OK. And again, they're asking them, oh, what do you use for your skincare? You got skincare products. So whenever people come to me with product based businesses, this is one thing I always encourage them to do. But again, you have to be selective in yes. who you're reaching out to because there's people that will take your products but they ain't gonna promote nothing <laughs> you know or again and I think oh one thing we need to actually touch on because a lot of people buy their followers okay so you might yes. see someone don't just go by oh they have 10k followers all oh, they have sometimes the person with the 5k followers is more effective in actually advertising the product than the one that you see with the 10k and the 20k because sometimes those accounts aren't even genuine or you go there there's one comment (laughs) (laughs) no honestly it's true like I remember there was a couple months back where I shared a post on um would you buy Instagram followers and like just things to be aware of and it was mainly encouraged by someone that I'd blatantly noticed that it was so big like sis you went from a couple hundred to like eight thousand in one night (laughs) And I remember seeing it and I was like, all things are possible, but this one, mm -mm." like, and it's just so obvious. The engagement is not even good. Like if someone has thousands of followers, how are they getting 30 likes? Exactly. That's it. There's so much to look for. And I feel like people might not realize that. Okay, fine. You see, I was actually looking at someone else's profile yesterday or the day before and someone that I know personally. Mm -hmm. And I think they have, let me not say the number just in case. So uh, they <laughs> have know. They, they have like a, a large number of followers. Over five thousand? Over forty thousand. Wow. Um, okay. 
said, oh, that's very surprising. Like, I didn't know, you know, I didn't wow. know that you had this much. But I hardly ever, like, click on people's profiles. Like, if I see it on the on the timeline, mm-hmm. cool. Like, I don't go into your profile unless I'm looking for something. I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know that you had grown oh, wow. you know, to the size. And I look at the, the likes. They had, like, a thousand likes. I'm like, oh, yeah, that checks out. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, five comments. I'm just like, five comments? That's not checking out. But even those five comments, there was not real comments. Because oh. you know, fake comments are. Was it one of those Forex fire ones? emojis? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> there was like the fire emojis. Okay. The great pecan. Or you can tell the fake comments that like, yeah. they're not really genuine engagement. So you can tell. And I feel like if you're looking for influencers, that is the first, that is the first thing I look at. Like, first thing I look at your comments and sometimes it says that you have 50 comments mm-hmm. but really you have 25 yeah because so the other 25 are your replies mm-hmm. so. <laughs> yes so guys beware if you're thinking of doing your influencer marketing it can work but you definitely need to do your due diligence because you you're not doing right it for free of course exactly find the right influencers for you that is very funny <laughs> that wasn't even in the plan but I'm glad that we spoke about that because it's really important. And I feel like sometimes, especially when you're starting a small business, you really want to get yourself out there that sometimes people take advantage of that. So you yeah. want to make sure that you're I, being I smart. Got to yeah. be smart. When I first started, I was, when I first started BQ London, I was getting on average maybe 10 emails every day from influencers mm. or people that said they were interested in, in you know, showing my products. But what annoys me and what continues to annoy me is that these people don't even follow me. Listen, okay, now we have to talk about it. Do you know one thing I hate? When people message me and they're like, hey, I absolutely love your content. Would love to collaborate with you. You ain't even following me. I'm not going to reply to you. You love my content and you're not even following me. It's like, first and foremost, I know you copied and pasted that and sent it to a whole lot of people. But it's like, at least if you want someone to actually reply and take you seriously, at least follow them. How can you like someone's content and you never follow me? Go away. Like, I get those so much. I'm, I was talking to someone about this the other day. It's the most annoying thing. And, like, for me, I don't not re- like replying to people, but those ones, I delete it. I don't reply anymore. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. There's no. nothing to say. Okay. <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do with this? Or maybe people who on that page, they have nothing to do with skincare, but then you want my products like your audience is, is not going to match because if you don't have anything to do with skincare or beauty on your page mm. your followers are not following you for that yeah so if i give you my products that means you're, i'm not going to get any return for it because your followers are going to be like what's this it's true i'm not here to see skincare i'm here to see food or yeah. your travel pictures or whatever that is so such yeah a good point but yeah definitely beware so my next question for you is what are three key lessons that you've learned in business so far um the first one I always say is get comfortable being told no Mm. I'm still getting comfortable being told no to be honest I feel like we'll always be in a place of getting comfortable with that because even though you kind of say to yourself oh no it's normal some no's hurt more than others (laughs) so it's true let's be real some no's will hurt more than others or even just not getting those replies you know so yeah expand on that a little bit yeah but I feel like yes it's gonna hurt but then okay I'm talking to myself now I need to preach to myself preach to yourself let's hear it (laughs) (laughs) yes some no's do hurt but then Sometimes I find like this is something that like I'm trying to learn is quiet mouths don't get fed, Mm-mm, right? So if you don't ask, you'll never know if you're gonna get or not. So yes, you might you maybe they're gonna tell you no, but maybe they're gonna tell you yes. That's a really good. Point. But then you don't know because you you let that fear of no stop you from even asking, for even taking that chance. And even if they say no, you're not gonna die. It won't. You want, it might feel like it for a moment, but yeah. you're right. You're not going to die. You're, you're not even going to turn on Twitter because you're going to know. Like, no one's going to know that this person said no. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, no, apart from you and that person, no one else is going to know that you said they said no to you. But what's the worst that could happen? That's so true. Okay, what is the second lesson you've learned so far? 
Um, you have to put out there. I've got you. You told me this one. You have to put your put yourself out there. Oh, I feel privileged that this lesson you got from me. <laughs> but it's true. You have to. You definitely have to. It's not easy. Like, even for me putting myself out there, I've had to really talk myself into doing it and getting very uncomfortable in doing so. But it's been so beneficial. And yeah. if I hadn't, then I would have probably just been in the same position for months and just wondering, oh, and just burning myself out for nothing. Yeah. So it's actually so important to just, like, now it's like, it's so crazy some of the opportunities that are coming to me I'm like people are actually messaging me because they want me to do such and such with them and I'm like wow have I gotten to that stage <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I just laugh to myself like this is crazy so I'm actually the person people are reaching out to like this is crazy but honestly it just goes to show what happens when you put yourself out there and just position yourself for whatever it is you want so very important yeah. and also people buy from people People definitely don't do. buy from faceless brands or people. People buy the personality. People buy the story. And I think I saw something was on Instagram or Twitter where this girl was like, she likes this brand with my competitor. So I'm not going to say who they are. She you likes this brand because <laughs> she likes that story. Mm-hmm. Nah. I don't remember who they are, uh, but I didn't speak there. She likes their story. She likes the like she likes their product, but most of all, she likes that story. Mm-hmm. so that just tells you that once you tell a story to your products once you put yourself out there as a person instead of just as a brand because if you're still small like I am you're still a person I'm not a big corporation yeah. like Coca-Cola doesn't have to put himself out there we don't even know who that is mm. but they're already a brand they don't need to do that but yeah. then if you look at Instagram the CEO of Instagram is always putting himself out there he's always doing live and he's the CEO of Instagram. He doesn't need to do that. Yeah. But the fact that he puts himself out there and you get to know him, you get to know his family, see his family, it makes him more like a person. Mm. And you kind of maybe, I'm, I'm more forgiven of Instagram if I see that there's a person running it. Yeah. That's actually I mean? a really good point. And that's something that I noticed as well. That's what encouraged me to keep putting myself out there. Because I know it's just little things like I always say to people, especially those that have a business, interact with people on your stories, post videos, share little bits of behind the scenes of whatever you're doing. It is so people that watch your stories are your real followers. Okay. Because even those that like, sometimes they ain't your real followers. They're just clicking. You know, sometimes you're just kind of in the swing of like, you know, you're not. I've been just double tapping. Exactly. You're just being nice. You know what I mean? You're trying to help somebody's engagement. But a lot of the times you're not actually looking at what people are posting. But those that actually come to your stories, they're coming into your house. They're coming to see what's happening. They're really being able to connect with you there. And I saw from that, like I've had at least three clients that have booked a 12 month plans with me, having never spoken to me before or emailed me or even asked any questions about what I'm doing. Just sign up, committing to 12 months to work with me just from in, just engaging with me or just That's liking. Amazing. Do you know what I mean? And when I saw that, I yeah. said, oh, wow, this works. I need to continue. <laughs> but honestly, just showing your personality and just being authentic. You know, one thing yeah. someone said to me, because I always like to ask, you know, what made you book with me? Was there anything in particular? Or where did you come from? A lot of the times, like, I like how real you are. Like, you seem relatable. You seem like someone that I can connect with. I'm like, wow, okay. So just by being yourself can even help to aid your success as well. Yeah, I agree. Very, very important. And what's the third one? The third one is don't be afraid to be different. Mm. It's easy to see what everyone else is doing and then think, okay, so I need to do what they're doing so that I can fit in because what they're doing is working. Yeah. But then it's working for them. And most of the time people want something different. They don't want the same thing that they've been seeing. So be different be bold be out there like the best thing i've ever seen on social media was post as if you're posting for yourself and not you have no followers you're just posting Mm -hmm. for yourself because once you're yourself you're different everyone is unique right so you're never going to post the same way as anyone else just like you're never going to run your business the same way as anyone else so don't be afraid of being different because that might be your winning ticket that's such a good point i really like that and it's true. And sometimes you're thing. even trying to change or you feel like everyone's bringing out this. So I need to start bringing out that. And it might not even fit with your business model anyway, or what you actually want to do for your business. So I think when you kind of remove that element, yes, you will have competition, 
but you also need to kind of follow your plan if that makes sense because you're always going to be chopping and changing constantly (laughs) and just copying what other people are doing yeah and then yeah the more you copy what other people are doing whenever you copy you'll reach you hit a roadblock where you now don't know where to go because that was never your vision Mm. but when you have your vision you don't reach a roadblock because you're letting your vision just flow with it you're not copying but at some point you're gonna have to go back to what you're copying and see okay what are you doing now for me to copy that yeah <laughs> right that's, <laughs> but a, if you just that's a good point what you see it's your vision you know i can stop that your vision goes as far as you allow it to mm. yeah that's powerful that that in itself could be another quote listen when you start seeing clighty tam your my quotes you just know i took it from this podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay so tell us a little bit okay so you started melody box that was the the third business that you started but to be honest i'm not counting the tea because you gave up quick so that one don't count that was a that was a little practice business so what it would was. you say like inspired you to start that melody box mm-hmm. um well i've i've been interested in like the subscription model since subscriptions started becoming a thing yeah like i said i got the idea i actually got the idea 2016 2017 and the idea was to start a um luxury subscription box for men mm-hmm. because um i think i just discovered Bridge box which does like makeup and skincare stuff um and i was like okay so women have got Bridge box but they discover makeup products every month what mm-hmm. do men have and when i did my googles i could not find well, men had like socks and ties and t-shirts, but they did not have like a luxury box of things for them every month. So I was like, I'm going to do a luxury subscription box for men. Mm-hmm. Um, make it very expensive because that was, the mar- that, that was the market that I was trying to target. But then I just thought, mm, it's harder for me because I don't, I'm not a man. So it's harder for me to really know what men want. Yeah. If that makes sense. I mean, obviously with some research, you can find out. But I was just thinking, oh, it's a bit long. So that's why I just left it and then did Biki London. Um, and one afternoon I was on Facebook. I joined some subscription Facebook groups. Okay. Uh, like back then when I was thinking about it, but I never left them. So one day someone just put, does anyone know of any baby subscription boxes? And I was like, that is a potential customer. And I'm just sitting on this idea like, hold on I can actually do a baby subscription box mm-hmm. which is um perfect because as a first time mom I really struggled in knowing what my son needed yeah like at, at, at every milestone he had and I had to google okay so he's this old now what do I need so I was like okay so if I have a subscription box that gives parents everything that they need at every milestone for their child then other parents might not feel overwhelmed like I did. Mm. So you don't have to worry, oh, six months, do I start weaning now? When do you start weaning? When your child is six months, you're going to get a subscription box that is tailored to your child. So it's going to have like everything you need for like weaning and stuff like that. So you already know what's happening with your child. Yeah. That kind of thing. So I was like, okay, I'm going to really develop this idea because I like the idea of making parenting a little bit easier. Yeah hard enough right it's hard enough without trying to figure out what your child needs when they're growing so I was like mm. let me take a bit out of it so that's where melody box started so what it is every single month you get um it's got different packages so there are three different boxes and you get different things depending on which subscription you have but the main things that you get in there are a pair of pajamas and some books um, so all of this is like age appropriate mm. and if you go for like the mega box, which will have a pair of pajamas, books, bath and body wash, body cream, toys, crafts. So it's got like everything for your child to use that month. Yeah. Because I thought that's what I would have liked. Mm-hmm. You know, as when my child son was growing up. And I spoke to some parents and they were like, yeah, this is a great idea. You know, obviously everyone's going to have like that important thing that should be in the box, which obviously can't go in every month but every month the theme is different so Mm -hmm. you can add different things to each box so that everyone is receiving a different box each month nice that is your question yeah yeah you did answer my question (laughs) (laughs) but I love that because I feel like it's such a good market to be in like even like mom groups 
and mom lifestyle and all things mom and parenting is such a big big industry and even with that a lot of the times people just buy clothes and things like that but not necessarily useful things that are going to help them to make that parenting easier so definitely if you're listening you got a child or maybe a niece or nephew on the way then check out melody box and I actually have a friend who's pregnant so just watch out for me. I'm gonna be getting a melody box soon. Okay, yes, so definitely subscriptions that she would really love you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> First, I need to get it for her that she can get her subscription. <laughs> Hopefully, she don't listen to this podcast. Well, there are many people that are pregnant. To be honest, at the moment, so it is what oh, it is. Look at all those <laughs> I'm not. I'm not there yet. I've only got enough for one box. Not one (laughs) yet, you know, (laughs) but I love that. Okay, so let's go into the topic of today. So, the question was Is being an entrepreneur for everyone? What are your thoughts on that? I know I got my thoughts, but I'd love to hear what your thoughts on that. Do you think being an entrepreneur is for everyone? No, and I don't think it should be. Mm -hmm. Like, if, if the week that I've had this week, I was actually talking to my husband, I was like, he can ask me to be on this podcast to talk about entrepreneurship. And right now, I'm anti-entrepreneurship. <laughs> like, I'm just like, don't do it. Don't do it. Just get, get a job. Love. <laughs> don't do it. Um, no, it's not for everyone, and I don't think it should be. And I think it's very toxic that right now there's so much pressure for everyone to be an entrepreneur. Like, we don't need that. And I've always said if everyone is, was an entrepreneur, if everyone had a business, who would we have to actually run the company? Yeah. Who, who would be the CEO of the company if, let's say, the founder doesn't want to be the CEO, mm-hmm. right? Like, as, as we know, Jeff Bezos has stepped down from being the CEO. Yeah. So the CEO of Amazon right now has a job. He's not an entrepreneur. Yeah. His job is being a CEO of Amazon. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of like, why are we putting so much pressure on ownership? Ownership is not fun. Ownership has got so much responsibility and stress and late nights and your kid telling you that mommy can't play with me. You're just like, ah, hold on. I just have to do this quickly. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. You can't switch off. Like entrepreneurship right now at this stage that I'm at is if I take, if I go on holiday for two weeks, my business is definitely going to see some decline for that two weeks because I'm not doing anything to feed it. Mm-hmm. but if I had a job I'm still gonna get my paycheck at the end of the month even if yeah. I'm on two weeks annually the company's still gonna be standing everyone's still gonna be happy why would you want to do this to yourself that's true <laughs> and I feel like that is the part that people don't talk about I think another thing as well is that a lot of the times people are constantly speaking about having multiple sources of income which of course is important But it doesn't always mean you need to have your own business. And I think that's the thing that people get as a misconception. Having multiple streams of income doesn't mean you need to start your own business and run it yourself. Because honestly, it's not for everyone. And again, if you don't get much income from it, as people think. Yeah, exactly. Not every business you start and your first year you've made six figures. You might never make ten k. Those are unicorns. Those are the exception to the rule. Definitely. The first year, the first two years of business, you are making a loss. That is a well-known fact. You're not getting paid six figures from your business because even if you go to an investor and you say to them, I'm in my first year of business, I earn 100K. They'll say, uh, can you take that 100K and put it in the company then? Why am I giving you my money for you to, for you to get paid? Yeah. It's not, I feel like people glamorize entrepreneurship when it's not glamorous. That's a good point. But I feel like sometimes the part they're glamorizing is those that are at the end products or the desired product that people want. But people forget the struggle to get there. Amazon was not Amazon overnight. Like (laughs) Even the people to get to that point where you want, to get to the point of where Oprah is right now, right? Let's let's keep in mind, Oprah just started as an employee. Mm -hmm. She just started her own network recently. But to get to the point of Oprah Winfrey, to get to the point of Jeff Bezos, if Mark Zuckerberg didn't steal the idea, that's a lot of sleepless nights. Mm-hmm. That's what people don't get. It's a lot of sleepless nights. It's missing time with your loved ones. It's missing things because you have to work. It's being stressed. It's having 
constant anxiety. I'm I'm not selling this. I know I'm not selling entrepreneurship. At but all you know, right what? Now. it's the pearls and perils. We're gonna talk about the pearls and perils. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about all of it. But I just think it's something to be aware of. Like whenever I have coaching clients with my business clients, I'm always like to them, "Are you willing?" That's one of my www of business. Are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to invest your time to invest your money? Because sometimes you want to start a business, you want to make money, but you don't want to spend no money. Like, and listen, when you go to an investor and you say, I need, I need a hundred K for this idea. They'll ask you how much have you put into it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't put nothing. So you want me to put my hundred K, but you haven't put nothing into it. Exactly. I'm, what your money, you can't even risk your money, but you want me to risk my money. Make it make sense. It does. So there's, yeah, so there's all of that to think about definitely of course guys don't be scared off if if it's for you it's for you but i just think it's important just, to be I'm aware just in a bad place with entrepreneurship and do you know what a lot of people are in a bad place and i think one of the things that gets a lot of people it is that pressure or even just knowing for yourself having that discipline to be like the day has finished and no more work for me at the beginning why am i up at 2 a.m i didn't have to be up at 2 a.m but it's like my brain, it's always buzzing. I'm getting my best ideas just before bed. And I'm just yep. like, oh, I've got a good idea. Let me just wake up. Let me just <laughs> let me just adjust my financial plan a little bit here and there. But then I had to be like, no, like you need to be more disciplined because then you're going to burn out. And then once you've yeah. burned out, who's doing the things that you need to do for you? Ain't nobody doing it. So I think it's important as much as the hustle is there and you need to put in the work, you need to make the sacrifices. You also need to look after your health as well especially if you are the only person in your business because if you get sick if anything happens or you just have a breakdown because the pressure's too much you've not been sleeping you've been team 5 a.m but you're going to bed at 2 a.m so you're (laughs) running on three hours sleep (laughs) it's true at some point your body is going to shut down it's going to force you to stop and I think something that needs to kind of be emphasized a bit more is having balance or seeking balance because there's always going to be a point you get to balance but something else happens you get pregnant then that throws you off or Mm -hmm. something happened you know what I mean there's always going to constantly be things coming onto your plate but you have to always seek to kind of have that balance because you are your greatest asset in your business especially if it's just you it's a bit Mm -hmm. easier if you have employees or someone that you can kind of delegate to you but if it's just you you've got to make sure that your health and your mental health as well you're prioritizing that as well yeah I totally agree I mean I know I just went on my rant just now just i just need to let it out but, but it's good um, and i think it's important to to share that because sometimes that, people I they feel see like that's the reality of it that is mm-hmm. the reality of business i mean having said that i also understand that i have the freedom to go to the gym at 9 a.m because i wanted to and then i yeah. came back and i just i mean i did my work in bed but i could have taken a nap if i wanted to you know what i mean i know i also have the freedom that i can go away for a month if i want to which mm-hmm. is something that maybe a job would not allow you to. Definitely. You, you know what ask, I mean? You got to request that time off. Exactly. Like, <laughs> no one's going to tell me. <laughs> exactly. You, no one's going to tell me that you can't go on annual leave. Oh, yes, I can. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, and I, and I will. Um, and I think I, I see entrepreneurship as a child, right? I love my son to bits. He is my world. Like, there's nothing I wouldn't do for, for him. He drives me crazy. Let's not get that twisted. <laughs> but the love I have for him makes it all worth it. So I feel like that's very similar to like entrepreneurship. Is It's stressful. And some days I'm so tired. And my frustration just now comes from the fact that I find it hard to switch off when I want to switch off. Like I'm constantly thinking about how can I be better? How can I make my products better? When really... I just, I just want to think about nothing. I just want to chill. But I'm thinking of how I can make this thing better. But the reason why I do that is because I love it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like when I'm making products, I have a genuine feeling of happiness. Like I always say that I'm my happiness when I'm making products. When I'm making those products and I'm just mixing the oils and everything, I am, I'm at peace. That's the best way to say it. Like, I'm at mm. peace with everything around me. I enjoy the process so much. You know, I love interacting with my customers because I know they're my customers. I mean, they're BQL as customers, yes. But as the owner of the company, they're my customers. I understand I have to take care of them. You know, like when yeah. I'm putting together the melody boxes, which is just what I'm doing right now, because the boxes are going out in a week or so. 
when I'm putting them together and I'm looking for what's going to make these kids smile when they open this box, what's going to make the parents smile when they open this box. It's pressure, but it's a genuine sense of purpose. Like, as much as my businesses are profitable businesses, I feel like they are purpose-driven, profitable businesses. They're not just there. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. they are there for a purpose, which is to make change people's lives, make people's lives easier, which I hope makes them happy. And that's a feeling that I never got from having a job. That is beautiful. So beautifully said. And you know what you just said, which is really important. I think sometimes when you get into business, you're just thinking about the profit. You're thinking about, yeah, I'm just going to make a lot of money. And sometimes when that doesn't happen, you're just like, oh, forget this. This idea wasn't good. It's not for me. (laughs) And then you just kind of flake. But one thing that I can kind of take away from what you just said is that the purpose will eventually bring the profit. And that's important. Maybe right now your business is not where you want it to be. But if you have a proper purpose besides just making money, because mm-hmm. let's be real, if you want to make money, you can do a lot of illegal stuff to do that. <laughs> and make oh, it quick, yes. You know, but I think exactly. But having a purpose for your business is very important. You need to have a vision. Why are you doing it? You know, what? how do you want people to feel when they use your products or services? Like, what do you want to serve? Is it just to make them look good, feel good, you know, make their life easier? I think all of those things you need to think about. And sometimes you don't think about it because mm-hmm. you're just thinking yeah. about, yeah, you're thinking about the Forbes on the 30. <laughs> you're thinking about the features. You're thinking about starting out all your haters and being like, yes, but then, made six figures in my business. But, I, but then I feel like you're not going to, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but maybe I'm looking at this from like a, an, an, um, naive point of view. Like if, if you're just driven to make the numbers, mm-hmm. you're going to fall off real quick. There's not going to be any longevity because people will see that it's a con. Yeah. So if people realize that it's a con, that means you're only going to be high for a certain amount of time before people realize that this is just a gimmick and then you're just going to fall. Definitely. I agree with you. And I feel like one thing that's really important in business is resilience because there, were, there are going to be ups and downs. Maybe for 10 years, you're very profitable, but then the market changes. Maybe there's this new business that comes out and they steal up all your customers. But again, are you then going to think, oh, I'm not making a profit anymore. Forget this. I give up. Or are you going to think, you know what, let's go to the drawing board. What can we do differently? And I think that's important. You have to be a problem solver. If you're that person at work, you're always highlighting the problems and bringing those solutions. Just hope you're not like that in your business because it's going to be the same thing. Like you have to seek to be a problem solver because there's always going to be problems that arise in business. So what would you say has been your biggest highlight in your entrepreneur journey so far? Um, I think I've had a few highlights, but I think the biggest highlights for me is whenever someone reaches out to me and either gives me an opportunity or the when I say someone reaches out to me I don't mean like a customer so I mean in terms of like like recently I won an award I'm just like where's this award come from do you know what I mean wow okay miss award (laughs) what was this award um I've never heard of the company before it's called SME it's an enterprise business enterprise award something like that Oh, nice. I totally forgot about it until yesterday. This was like, oh, oh wait, is it, it? does it stand for small, medium enterprise? I feel like I've seen that company somewhere before. Oh, that's so amazing. Uh, thank you. So things like that and the stockists that I, that I have, I've literally never approached any of them. The stockists that I've approached have turned me down, but the stockists that I have, I've literally never, never approached me. Wow. They've said, We've, you know, either your products were recommended by us or I bought your products and I like them and I'd like to stock them in my store. So for me, that's always like, yeah, it's like the, it's the best thing because like, oh, you came to me, which means you genuinely like it. You know, it wasn't me coming to you and convincing you that you, you know, you're going to like this. You actually came to me and yeah, I think that's for me, that's the highlight when people come to me and they say they like my products and they want to give me a special opportunity I love that that is amazing but it just goes to show that you just gotta keep at it you know and you have to be visible oh yeah you do because nobody can see what is hidden they can't (laughs) 
Okay, so tell us where we can find you. And then I have one final question for you before we wrap up. So yeah, where can people find and connect with you? And tell us about your podcast as well. Sure. So you can connect with BQ London on BQLDN on Instagram and Twitter. Melody Box on Instagram and Facebook. But Melody is with a double E at the end. So M-E-L-O-D-E-E box and i am that girl tammy on instagram and twitter and my podcast is who moved my back in and it's a podcast where i speak to black women in business like pk who was on there uh, to discuss their journey and their lives really and recently i introduced the spotlight episode which is every now and then i'll speak to a black man who is in business and see what they're doing i love that and I'll put all the links in the show notes because you know whenever people are saying things you're like you're trying to get it and you can't really and you're guaranteed you're going to spell something wrong but don't worry guys I'll put all her details in the show notes her business show everything all the details so you can know where to connect with her so my final question for you is what is your definition of success because I feel like success is a very very personal word like we all say and some people when they hear success they think of time freedom others they think of money and being able to buy whatever they want never having to work again being able to just tell everyone they don't like to just leave them alone (laughs) (laughs) so for you what does success look like for you I think for me my definition has changed over the years but recently it has been when I'm able to step away from my business and my business doesn't stop, mm. like everything continues as if I'm there and also having the freedom to do whatever I want to do, go wherever I want to go, whenever I want to. Mm-hmm. So in terms of, for me, success is financial. I'm not going to lie to you. So to be at a point where I can be like, okay, do you want to go to Bora Bora after this call? Oh, yes, please. It's on my list. It's on my list. I hope you weren't just asking. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> I don't mind quarantine for 10 days when I come back. And then I'll be like, okay, let me just let me just message my assistant. Let's get the G4 and go. For me, that's the success that I want. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that if I'm not there, I'll feel like I'm not successful. I feel like there's going to be, the goalpost is definitely going to move. Mm, that's very But as, as long as I feel like my business can survive without me, actively acting in it I'll feel like that's that's the first point for me of success I love that and I think like what you said it's true it's always going to be changing I feel like as you grow and you mature in life and as you start hitting those milestones that you set for yourself your idea of success will change you know so I totally agree with you on that one and to be up for me success is definitely um there is that financial element to it as well but of course there are other things attached but yeah 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 I have really enjoyed our conversation today. I have not laughed this much this whole week. And I'm not even just saying that. Uh, well, it's only- <laughs> there has been a lot of laughs. Well, we're midweek. It's Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> four days in. But honestly, I've really, really enjoyed our conversation. And I Me guess too. to kind of wrap up both our opinions are, it's not for everybody being an entrepreneur. It's not. But I do feel like if you have a vision for something, just go for it. Because one thing that's very dangerous is you have this idea, you keep sitting on it and just know someone else is going to have that idea too. Mm -hmm. And if you keep procrastinating, you're going to see someone with your idea and then you're going to be, oh oh my gosh. No, don't get mad. No, don't get mad. You can't, like you had the idea. It came to you. You didn't do nothing. But you didn't act on it. So that's one thing I say. If you have an idea for something, nurture that idea, grow it. And don't get stuck in that cycle of, oh yeah, I'm planning there comes a time when you need to start having some action because sometimes that motion of planning really, really just deceives you. So definitely start acting. And people start just say they're planning just to avoid starting. Definitely. Just but start. Honestly, just people start. don't care. Honestly, like, I feel like that's one thing that stops people from starting because they're scared of what people are going to think. People don't care. People exactly. don't care. Just do it. Just do it. And honestly, even if no one supports it, nobody thinks it's a good idea. When you do it, you'll find out, you know, but just go for it. Someone will though. They will. There will always be someone or group of people that will appreciate what you're doing. So think about that. Don't just think about your friends and family because they may not be your target audience. Think about there is going to be someone else that sees the value in what I'm doing and just go and nurture your baby 
and allow it give it time to grow don't give your baby six months and then you quit (laughs) you know give your baby sufficient time to actually grow and nurture it and then you're going to see the fruit of your labor that's one thing I'll say consistency compounds I've been saying this like for the whole of 2021 now but honestly it really does just a little bit of consistency every day in your business or whatever projects you're working on is going to make a massive difference so definitely work on that so thank you guys for listening don't forget to connect with Clyde connect to VQ London if you have any children you already know Melody Box has got you and thank you again for listening do share your feedback with us we'd love to hear your thoughts on this if you are listening on Apple Podcasts give us a rating give us a review and it will definitely be really nice to hear what you guys thought of today's conversation so have a great rest of your week and I'll be back with you next week